Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I just want to thank you for checking out our podcast. Today's a special day. We have our first ever guest speaker, our pastor, Pastor Jack Haynes from Imaginations Church, and we're so honored to have him. And remember, this is only part of our online service that you can check out on our website or on our YouTube channel. Check it out so you can see the whole service. But for now, let's get to Pastor Jack. Well, what a joy to share the word today with everyone at Everyone Church. I'm actually here in Simon and Maria's uh, house uh, in the little room that they've set up is a studio. And uh, Simon asked me if I would share today, and of course I'm honored to do so. And just want to greet you and uh, tell you how much we love Simon and Maria. And uh, little Elliot is one of my favorite kids in the whole world. I have six of my own grandkids, but he's... Besides my grandkids, one of my favorite kids in the whole world. Roger's cool too. I wanted to first off just say what an amazing uh, start you guys uh, uh, have had with the very fact that in the middle of COVID and hardly being able to have any meeting at all, yet your heart has still been reaching out and you've, uh, I think you've, you've built three homes for widows in Burundi, one of the poorest nations on earth. How, I mean, how good is that? And I believe you've already dug a well uh, in uh, Cambodia. Cambodia, you know, water-related diseases account for something like 60% of all the fatalities there. And you've already stepped up in such a huge way. And I believe you're getting ready right now to minister to 50 different families through Christmas hampers. And so, man, <laughs> what, a, what a great, great start. And so I, in some ways, that kind of brings me to the thought I'd like to share with you today. A message that uh, is sort of is a life message for me, and uh, I I kind of titled this the master key to uh, abundant living. I think we could also uh, title it uh, living and leaving a legacy. What what would how would I need to live to truly live a legacy life? And so there's a word that I believe describes more than any other word that master key or that that, uh, uh, you know, the absolute um, way to live that would live, leave a legacy. And when I first wrote this message uh, many years ago, I shared with my children. We were seated, seated around the table and I said, I, I've got a thought and it's uh, what I'm calling the master key, the one, many keys, but the master key to living the, the greatest life you could live or, or the master key to abundant living. I said, and it's one word. I can describe my whole message in one word. I said, what do you think that word is? And my kids have been in you know, church all their life. And, and so they, uh, they all start saying, oh, dad, yeah, love. And, and I said, oh, that's good. That's great. But it's yeah, giving. Oh, that's good. You know, uh, kindness. And so they started giving me all the words that, see, that are really good words. But I said, none of those words, though, describe the message that I want to speak on. And uh, I said, give me some more words. And so they started giving me lots of words and it became interesting. And I finally reached in my pocket and pulled out uh, a monetary note. <laughs> I said, I will give this money to the first one of you three that can give me the word that I'm looking for. And oh, it was on now. So we, you know, the words kept coming. And I said, uh, offer's open for a week. <laughs> 
So every night at the dinner table, you know, we the more words, you know, we have Vine's expository dictionary of English words. I mean, they just really had to go. But honestly, at the end of the week, I I still had my money and they still had not given me the one word that I think describes more than any other word what is the master key to abundant living. So I want to introduce this word to you in a, in a, in a, in a true story. Many, many years ago, uh, William Booth, the, the founder of the great uh, Salvation Army, he could not attend one of his meetings. I think it was a Christmas meeting and all of his officers were there. But for some reason, I think General William Booth had, was overseas at that time. And so he sent a telegram. And in that telegram was one word. And it's the word that I believe describes the master key to abundant living and, and how to truly live and leave a legacy. And so all of his officers gathered around. They opened up the envelope and they read this word, others, 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 living my life to give and to serve and to help and to bless and to lift others. I believe others is the master key to abundant living. I believe this is the heart of God. I believe this is the heart of Jesus. And for you and I, living to give, living to bless, living to serve, living to share, living to help, I think this is the master key to abundant living. Now, I know that Jesus is the key to abundant life. And many people who have Jesus, we know that we have abundant life, but not everybody is having abundant living. And I think a life focused on serving others is where we truly find abundant living. Jesus said it like this, and I'm reading from Mark chapter 10 and verse 42. He calls the disciples to himself, and he says to them, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles, they lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Jesus said, but it will not be this way among you. For whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever desires to be first of all will be slave of all. I think Jesus was trying to help his disciples see that this is what the kingdom of God was truly like. It was not like the kingdom of the world. And I believe he was trying to teach them this master key. Jesus came for others. And he wanted them to understand and see that what they are, are a part of is a life and a life that would be totally fulfilled and, and a, life, a complete life would be lived serving, helping, loving, lifting others, others. Some years ago, Carol and I were in Europe and, and I did a hike she had the car and she was my support uh, person and I would hike all day and I was hiking through France and I just hiked into this little village and all of a sudden I walked past a, a, a sign that said this was the house of Dr. Albert Schweitzer and I just stopped in my tracks because I knew who Dr. Albert Schweitzer was. He was a, a medical missionary to Liberia and uh, uh, I had 
quoted him in years past in, in sermons. And I just I just stopped and here was the the house that he had lived in and they turned it kind of into a museum. And so I left my, my walking sticks out on the front porch and just took a moment from my hike and went into this house, all kinds of uh, memorabilia, you know, from his life. And on all the walls were quotes. And this is one of the quotes from Dr. Albert Schweitzer. He said this, I do not know what your destiny will be, but one thing I do know, the only ones among you who will ever be truly happy are those who will have sought and found how to serve others. I believe to the degree that my life is swallowed up in the service of others is to the degree that I have truly begun to live. The key to great living, big living, and abundant living is not what can I get, but what can I give? It is a shallow, shallow, a narrow, small, focused life that says, but what's in this for me? But what about me? But it is a big life. It is a fulfilled, it is a deep, it is a rich, it is a godlike life that says, what's in it for someone else? How can I help here? How can I bless? What can I share? What can I do for you or for others? Somebody said this, people who live for self never succeed in satisfying self or anyone else for that matter. Jesus said in John chapter 12 and verse 24, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And many Christians today are like that grain of wheat, small, their life is small, hard, they're like bland, because that's what a grain of wheat is. Uh, it, when it is held onto and kept unto itself, and many Christians are like that. Amazing potential is in the seed, but they won't, but, but they won't give, they won't share, they won't bless, they won't let go of this hard little bland life like the seed and they're unfulfilled and they think church is boring and they think Christianity is boring but church isn't boring and Christianity isn't boring but living a self-focused life that's what's boring but some understand my life is a seed and there's potential beyond what I see right now because a seed doesn't really become great until it dies, until it's planted, until it's put in the ground. And then many Christians will say, well, if that's the reality, then dig a hole, because I'm coming in and plant me, Lord, and let something come out of my life, something beautiful, something fruitful, something that would multiply, something greater than me and bigger than me. But it only happens when I take my life and plant it. Others, living to give, living to share, living to bless, living to serve. I know this is contrary to the spirit of the age that we live in because we live in such a self, 
you know, focused world, you know, self-seeking and self-realization, self-actualization, self-assertion, self-promotion, you know, just go to the self-help books in, uh, in any bookstore and you'll see, you know, how many books are there, you know, what's mine is mine and I'll keep it and what's yours is mine if I can get my hands on it. That's the spirit of the age, but that is not the spirit of Jesus. Jesus said of himself in Mark chapter 10 and verse 45, for even the son of man, even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life. To serve and to give his life. That's how the God man lived. When God became a man and walked on this planet, the model that he lived before us was a life to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. I believe this is the highest level of living available to man, and it's the very living that God lived when he was a man on the earth. I believe it is the most godlike thing a man can do to live his life focus or a woman can do to live her life to serve and to give and to bless others. Jesus came for others. Jesus lived for others. Jesus died for others. He rose for others. And at this very moment, he's seated at the right hand of the Father and he's making intercession for others. And we read in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, let this same mind, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mind? This mind that was in Jesus to be a servant, to leave, to, to step away from all the privileges that were his, to become obedient and to serve. It's the mind that says, pour myself out, give myself up, lay myself down. Go die for somebody today. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. We just really need to resist the spirit of the world and we must break free from the thought of selfishness. And even in the Christian church today, so much of our Christianity is, you know, it's focused on ourselves. It's a me focused, you know, bless me, help me, fix me, give me, grant me, grace me, uh, hallelujah for me, more for me. Okay, that's enough of me talking about me. Why don't you talk about me? And uh, my goodness, it's not about me. The spirit of the world says, the more I get, the more I've got. But the spirit of the kingdom of God says, the more you give, the more you've got, the more you serve, the greater you are. It's the absolute antithesis. It's the opposite of the spirit of the world. And we just can't allow ourselves to be caught up in the spirit of the world. The world says, come on now, you know, keep, get all you can and keep all you can. And, and you know, uh, look, after, look after yourself but that's not the spirit of the Lord. Many Christians won't live to give. They won't live to release funds for others, not because they're insincere, but because they're insecure. Many won't give. They won't bring their offerings to the Lord. They won't give to the poor. They won't help others 
because they're insecure, because they do not understand what prosperity is to have a prosperous soul. Prosperity has nothing to do with how much money I have in the bank or, or what my income is. Prosperity is a condition of my heart where I am secure in my source. And I know that my source is more than a bank or a job or, or lands or, or anything that can be taken from me. True prosperity is having a security in my source. And if God is my source, then I can be generous and I can be, I can be a blessing to others and I can live to give. The scripture says in Romans 12 and verse two, do not let the world squeeze you into its mold. Why would I let the world, the world's not happy. I mean, the world's flashy, the world's, you know, uh, there's a lot of bling and, and stuff, and, 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 uh, but the world's not happy. Why would I want that to be anything that would form me or form my life? Don't let the world dictate to you your lifestyle. Get get, get, take, 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 mine, 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 me, me, me. That's not, that, that's, that's small, little, shriveled up, empty, leaving no legacy type of living. Let Jesus fill us today. Let Jesus fill me today and you today with such a heart for others. Honestly, a self-serving life is so empty. A self-serving marriage is so empty. Self-serving job is, is so a self-serving church is just so empty. But Jesus shows us that there is joy. There is joy in serving. There is joy in giving. We read in Acts 20 and verse 35, he says, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive to others, to others. According to the Lord Jesus, we don't measure how prosperous or blessed we are by what we have accumulated. The measure of that is by how much we have been able to release for others, to bless and to help and to serve others. Others, I believe this is the key, the master key to living a full and an abundant life and to being part of a great church that's focus is outward and its focus is others. And the more we live for others, the less we get consumed with ourselves. And we, we kind of get delivered from the tyranny of our, of our self-seeking and our self-focus. The more we lose ourselves in serving others, the more we will find ourselves in the glory of God, in the will of God, and in the presence of God. Let me just close with this scripture. Philippians 4.19, we, we know this, this scripture. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But the context of this scripture is Paul is writing to the Philippians who have just and, and we read when he tells the Corinthians, he says the Macedonians, they, they had dear, deep poverty. He said, you know, they had troubles. And yet in that poverty, they begged that they could be a part of giving and be a part of the offering. And so that's who the Philippians were. And they had just sent Paul another missionary offering. Paul said there was no other church that communicated with him. Think of that. In all the New Testament, it was this, the Macedonians, it was the church there in Philippi that would collect offerings and send them to Paul for all that he was doing out there on the mission field. So Paul has just received that offering, that outward focus, others offering. And he writes these words to that church that just gave him a missions offering. Here's what he said. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Jesus Christ, Philippians 4.19.
And so I just want to encourage you today. You're already amazing. You're already others focused. And I want to encourage you to let that focus go deep down in your soul and deep down in your heart. And may we truly, truly be like Jesus and live to give and live to bless and live to serve and live to share others. Amen. God bless you. Well, how good was that? We just want to thank Pastor Jack for taking the time, coming over and, and, and sharing with us today in our online service, our first ever guest speaker. And I wouldn't want to have it any other way, to be honest, but to have him here with us. And really, uh, even what we shared about last week in our All Grown Up series, it seems like God is wanting to speak to us about having a heart for others, a heart for service. And it's just such a timely word for us, even as we look to next week to our Christmas event. Come on, who can you invite? Who can you bring? Uh, maybe praying and considering how you can uh, support our Christmas hamper project. But hey, I hope you have an amazing week this week and we'll see you on Saturday in the room, in person for the first time really ever. And we're excited about it. Bless you.